0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Keep the Receipts, the one man fast break. We are continuing with our mini series before the World Cup. We are covering the favorites, our teams that I think genuinely have a chance to win the World Cup. And this is the second episode. The first one was on France, the current reigning World Cup champions. And you guys should check that out if you haven't. Also, just kind of going back to France, um, after the episode was recorded, found out uh, Christopher and Kunku got injured during uh, a training session, so he's out, kind of lowers France's ceiling a little bit because we know what Christopher and Kunku could do, and, um, but France is still going to be one of the favorites, uh, no doubt about it, but let's get to the real team that we're going to talk about, the team that has the most World Cups, that is Brazil, and they betting odds are the favorites to win the World Cup plus 400. So for those who don't understand gambling odds, 400 means that for if you put in $100 to bet on Brazil, you would win 400. So um, that's the best odds you can get um, or the lowest odds because everybody expects Brazil to win. And to be fair, rightfully so, they are the favorites and it totally makes sense. When you look at the roster, the 26-man roster. The first thing you notice is the depth is absolutely in freaking sane. The depth of the Brazil team is just crazy. Like they could put up a second team that would probably be starters on 75, 80 percent of the rest of the world. The teams at the World Cup. That's how good they are, and that's how much depth they really have. Now, that doesn't mean anything. Of course, sometimes it's, again, it's a seven games. It's seven games. Three group stage games. You got to get through that. And then it's four knockout stages to win the World Cup. Doesn't always mean the best team is going to win. But if you're going strictly off paper, Brazil is the best team. And I don't really think they're, like, substantially better than everybody else. I mean, just look at the names. Like, you start off with the goalkeeper, Allison, Liverpool's goalkeeper, Ederson, who's Manchester City's goalkeeper, um, you know, Man City, the team that won the Premier League, who've been dominating, who the favorites to win in Europe, their goalkeeper is going to be a bench player at this Brazil team. You got Thiago Silva, Marquinhos, Eder Militao, Bruno Gomarais, Casemiro, Lucas Pagata, Fabinho, Neymar, Vinicius Jr., Gabriel Jesus, Anthony. Richarlison, Rafinha, oh my god, the talent is absolutely insane, and that's one thing we've always known about Brazil, that's why they have the most World Cups, those guys develop talent, and they have tons of talent, and they've got the flair, and the dramatic, and you know, they just, they're dancing on people, but they're also so freaking skilled in front of goal, and uh, it's just, it's insane the talent that they have, and that's the overwhelming thing that I wanted to kind of preach. in this is like, dude, these guys are so good. Like if, if anybody is expected to win, if they were like, hey, your life's on the line and you can only pick one team to win the World Cup, I would pick Brazil. Because they clearly should win. And of course, you got to be on your A game. You got to bring it. They've got all the positions loaded, right? The only question mark that they really have in the starting lineup is the striker. Who's actually going to play it? Not that the striker wouldn't be good, right? You could put Gabriel Jesus there. I expect probably he's going to be with Charleston to start. Gabriel Jesus coming off the bench um, or vice versa. It just kind of depends on what the coach wants. I mean, Gabriel Jesus has been playing so great for Arsenal. Be no question or no debate if somebody said, hey, we'll bring, Gab-, you know, if Gabriel Jesus is starting. Like, the guy is legit himself. And then, you know, you go with Charleston. I think you go with Charleston just because I feel like he's a little – Stronger, more physical player, play at Neymar, and you know feed him the ball better. But Gabriel Jesus, he's one of those guys. He could play the right wing. He could. He want to play the left wing most likely because that's going to be Vinicius Junior. Right wing is going to be Rafinha. But you know, if you want to make a splash impact, you could also just put Gabriel Jesus on the right. Probably not his best position, but you could go down that route. And then obviously you have Rodrigo to play that right wing. Uh, Real Madrid's guy who was a clutch hero who scored all those clutch goals. Uh, during the uh, Champions League run, the talent is just ridiculous. Like um, That's the main underlining factor with this team is the talent is great, but that doesn't always mean anything. That doesn't mean anything because you got to go out there and prove it in those seven games that you have. But, the, of course, a big omission from the team was Roberto Firmino, uh, center forward for Liverpool. Uh, he didn't get called up. They replaced him with Gabriel Martinelli who's playing for Arsenal, and he's he's more of a winger. Uh, Firmino's obviously more down the middle, kind of like a false nine. He links up the play. Not necessarily the great goal scorer that he's playing this year like a goal scorer, but the previous years, and I think the coach has already kind of made up his team. So Martinelli comes in because Martinelli's balling and Arsenal is number one in the league, in the Premier League right now. Martinelli's a big reason for that. Gabriel Jesus is another main reason for that. So... So it's really not a surprise that Firmino didn't make it because Firmino has kind of been out of form. But, you know, the the, the way the World Cup uh, set rosters are set up is you can still make a chance 24 hours, 24 hours before the World Cup um, to your roster, you know, if there's a COVID issue or there's an injury or something like that. Like, you know, we talked about a little bit earlier, uh, Christopher and Cuckoo, like, you know, God forbid anybody gets injured, but Firmino's available. They have so much talent that they could leave Firmino at home, right? That's, it's insane, but that's just what, Brazil's always done. They've built th- their talent level. Their talent pool is outstanding. And the the one guy I did want to talk about a little bit was Pedro. He's the, the Brazilian who's been playing in Brazil at Flamingo. And he's a striker. And he could come on and, you know, make an impact. He's really, really young. And just, I mean, the team is just strong throughout. Like, wherever you look, midfield, you got Lucas Paqueta, Fred, You got Fabinho, Casemiro, Bruno Grammarais from Newcastle who who were in the top four. Just talent all over the place. And then, you know, in the back line, you got your Thiago Silva who's playing outstanding for Chelsea. Chelsea's best player probably. Chelsea's most consistent player for sure. Marquinhos, captain at PSG. So you go down the list. It's just every place you look. Just talent oozing. The only concern that I have right now. And I think this is a weak spot in Brazil is the right back position. They don't really have a right back. um, That's, you know, you would say up to par of the level of the rest of the players. Uh, The one player that is going to start there is going to be Danilo from Juventus. But he's not to the level of, you know, the rest of the team. So that's going to be a spot where, you know, teams could exploit, right? Teams could come down that right hand side. But Marquinhos is going to be the right center back. Most likely Tiago Silva playing left center back. So even if they get past Danilo, who's probably going to start um, Martinez right there and Allison, one of the top two or three goalkeepers on the planet. So they're still going to be solid, but that's kind of a a weak spot in their team. The other backup is obviously uh, Danny Alves. I don't think they want Danny Alves to play. This is more of a locker room move based on kind of what it is. He's playing in Mexico, but... You don't really want to rely on Dani Alves. Not saying that he couldn't give you 15, 20 minutes if needed. But if he has to play extended amount of time, whether that's an injury, whether that's yellow card accumulation, which is a thing, obviously. That's, I think, a troubling spot for Brazil. Is that, Or maybe if that's the case, I think what they could do is play a back three and you get rid of that position pretty much. And, you know, you could put Militao right wing back or you could play Militao right back. Because I think that the the center back pairing is going to be Marquinhos and Thiago Silva, Eder Militao, who won the Champions League last year with Real Madrid, starting. He might be coming off the bench. So just so many moves that they could make, just because the amount of talent they really have, and it, it's it's just it's amazing to watch. Because I'm really excited. Like I think Brazil really have a chance to first of all go really far in the World Cup, and then secondly, they have players who could win. It won't surprise me at all if Allison wins Golden Glove. It won't surprise me if one of their forwards, Neymar or Gabriel Jesus or Vinicius Jr., one of those guys win. You know, Vinicius Jr. could win best young player. He could win most. He could win uh, Golden Boot, too, because that's the kind of talent they have. And Neymar could score the goals. We know Neymar, I think he's like top two uh, in Brazil's history for goals. Yeah, that's that's that Brazil with, you know, Pele and Ronaldinho and Ronaldo and the whole list, right? Socrates and you go down the list of the greats. Brazil's players. Of course, they won five World Clubs, so they've got talent, 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 talent. And Neymar is second on that list, I believe. And he's really close to passing Ronaldo, the Brazilian Ronaldo, in terms of most goals scored in a Brazil shirt. So the fact that Neymar is more of a winger and he's going to set that record is crazy. But second thing I want to talk about uh, is kind of a a little bit kind of going to Neymar's situation is that he's 30 years old now. This might be his second last World Cup. You know, uh, hopefully he stays healthy throughout the next, you know, four years. Not many more chances for Neymar to win the World Cup. Uh, this World Cup, they look really strong. They're the favorites, so I think this is probably going to be his best chance. But one thing we know about Brazil is they have the talent. They'll be back. They'll be one of the favorites in the next World Cup. It's just, it's just what they do. But I think one, one of the wild parts about this is like it was. It just seemed like you know maybe five years ago, Neymar was 18 years old. He was playing for Santos. He was putting up all those highlight reels on YouTube, and then Barcelona signed that kid, and then he was just, he was dominating at Barcelona. But man, he's 30 years old, and kind of shows times flying by. Like our child, my childhood and our childhood is not. It seems much longer than it really does, and you know, in, in our minds, and. They're and like there, you know, you don't get many chances at the world cup, it's every four years, so that's why, I like, to be that guy, like, hey, if Neymar wins a world cup and he's you know, his most goal scored ever for Brazil, that's a very strong resume to be built. And you're gonna win the world cup in an era where you've got Messi, Ronaldo, of course, they're not the same players that they were before. But hey, you could say I won a World Cup in the Messi-Ronaldo era. That's a very big thing to say, especially because Neymar was a second coming, right? Everybody was like, oh, after Messi leaves, after Messi, it's this guy. And Neymar really hasn't lived up to that. Like now it's everyone talks about Kylian Mbappe and Erling Haaland, rightfully so. But Neymar was supposed to be that guy. After Ronaldo and Messi, he was supposed to take that throne. He went to PSG to kind of make that happen. Didn't really happen. He got to a Champions League final in 2020 during that COVID-shortened uh, uh, Champions League run. Ultimately lost to Bayern Munich on a header by Kingsley Coman. So, you know, he didn't get the job done. But hey, this is this is the ultimate goal. Champions League is one thing. Champions League comes every year, right? And of course, I personally think the talent pool in the Champions League is probably better overall than the World Cup. But this is the World Cup. This is the thing that's been going on for it. Since the beginning of soccer, the beginning of football, right? From the early 1900s, right? However long soccer has been going on, they've had the World Cup. Champions League is more of a newer idea. So, of course, you get more chances to win it. And I think the European teams are probably, club teams are probably much, overall, are probably better than some of the teams at the World Cup. But this is the World Cup. This is the holy grail of football. And if Neymar could win one, changes his legacy dramatically, I believe. He's won Champions League, but that was on the that was on the team with Messi, and everybody says Messi gets the credit for that, right? Neymar Neymar played a great part in that, and don't get me wrong about that. But you go win the World Cup, you win, you're the star player. You're more most likely if they're gonna win, him and Vinicius Junior are gonna be one A one B, um, leading that line, and Neymar is a goal scorer. Vinicius Junior he can score goals, but Neymar is legit a real goal scorer, and Vinicius Junior has kind of gotten to that level but Neymar is going to have to be the playmaker and the goal scorer and we know he can do that. And if he does that, I think his legacy dramatically changes from a guy who oh he needed Messi to win, oh he couldn't do it on his own at PSG. You go win the World Cup like dude that's everybody's going to say that's Neymar's team and um a very big, you know, feather in his cap if Neymar wins this World Cup. Now let's talk about like where I really think this is where the real expectations are, where I think this is actually going to end up for Brazil. Um, I see them advancing, of course, out of the group. I expect them to get to the semifinals and based on how things are going to play out, Brazil will for most likely face Argentina in the semifinals. And I think whoever wins that, that first of all, that match itself is worthy of a final like the Copa America last year where Brazil versus Argentina in Brazil and the Maracanã Argentina ended up winning that game, getting the better of them 1-0. So I'm sure that's fresh in their mind. They want to get their revenge on Messi celebrating in their country, in their big ground, in their stadium. So I think the Brazil, Argentina semifinal, which God, I hope we get just from a neutral perspective. Like that's what we want to see. Messi versus Neymar. For a chance to get to the World Cup final. And Brazil, Argentina. We know the rivalry. The animosity. The everything that's built up over years. Decades. And I think we deserve that as neutral fans. As fans of just the game. And I think that's for me. Again, if I was betting real life money. If I bet my house on anything. I'd probably bet Brazil would win that game. And... But I think that's as where I filled out my bracket. I have Brazil going out right there. I would love, like I said, I'd love to see Messi win. I that's my expectation. Um, that's my hope, at least I guess. Heart overhead, I guess, in that sense that I would love to see Messi win it. But wouldn't surprise me at all. If Brazil won that game, and it would definitely wouldn't surprise me if they won the next game, won the World Cup because it's Brazil. They're the favorites. There's a reason they're the favorites, and. I I can't wait to see this team play. I can't wait to see what these guys are going to do because they're going to annihilate in the group stage. And then, of course, it just picks up from there. Going into the the quarters, the round of 16, the quarters, and then semifinals, finals. They're going to be so much fun to watch. I can't wait to see it. And now we're about like four days left until the World Cup starts with Qatar versus Ecuador. So this is going to go live uh, here tomorrow morning. It will be Thursday morning when you guys are able to listen to it. So we're going to be three days away from the World Cup. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, another episode will be coming out here soon, probably tomorrow. Um, you'll get one for Friday and then one for Saturday, which is going to be the rest of the teams that I think are going to be, uh, have a genuine chance, and outside chance uh, to win the World Cup. And so that's going to be three or four episodes of this little series. And then, of course, we'll cover the World Cup as it happens and the big storylines and you know, the drama that is the World Cup. Thank you guys so much for listening. And on that note, I'm out.